If nobody turned that one steer the four times you ran that night, you didn't get a turn in. You just didn't get to row. <laughs> Who in the heck loans you $30,000 to go rodeo? What are you talking about? We get done. We're like, this sucks. We're still going to do it. I, I can't stand it. So I just go up to him and I, I am like, is there something wrong with your brain? So we're officially hey, going. Unoffendable. You know, yeah, that that is our that really is our man. The name of the podcast is the Flatbed Podcast, and the reason it's for that is <laughs> Flatbed is like <laughs> so. <laughs> this is the Flatbed Podcast, brought to you as always by Classic Ropes and Equinity Products. If you enjoy the Flatbed Podcast, here's what I would ask: please go rate and review. It's actually a tremendous help in doing what we do. Okay, what you're about to hear is part one of a three part series. Uh, we're we're calling it uh, episodes from the cabin. Uh, so when, when we started this podcast, the hope or the goal was that you, the listener got to feel like you were experiencing a conversation as though you were there. And so with that, what I don't want to do is I don't want to ever ask somebody to center themselves or change the way they would say something. The goal or the hope was that we get to hear it the way that it would be said in an organic setting. So this is your warning. If you're easily offended by, um, you know, uh, what would the word be? not adult content. I'm not saying that, but like the way that somebody would talk, if you're, you know, at a backyard at a pool party, something like that. Um, I, I'm not trying to upset anybody. I'm certainly not trying to offend anybody, but what I didn't want to do was ever have a podcast where I tell people they have to behave or talk a certain way. So here's the thing. If language upsets you, I completely understand it. I completely get it. What I would encourage you to do is just skip this episode. We've got more episodes coming out. Just know that when you get ready to listen to episodes from the cabin, this is going to be the same uh, disclaimer for all the episodes. When you get ready to listen to this episode, please understand this is just people hanging out in a room. You're going to hear things that could potentially be offensive. You could hear things that people say that maybe they wouldn't say in a public setting, but that's the idea of the podcast is that you're getting to listen to people visit the way that they would visit amongst themselves. So don't say I didn't warn you. I really hope nobody gets upset. If you're, if you're prone to getting upset, I'm not going to tell you to change. I'm just going to tell you, maybe don't listen to this episode. There you go. Episodes from the cabin. Here we go. Trisha K. Price, one of the most fascinating figures to me in the Western sports industry because she runs all the social media for Equibrand. She's at every booth. She's at every convention. It seems like everywhere that you see classic or classic equine, Trisha's not only there, but she is engaging with people. She's got this ability to, to connect on a, on a personal level to people that just happened by the booth. Um, you might catch her loping Jade Corkill's horses around at the NFR when they're breaking in steers. Just a absolutely outgoing, boisterous, over-the-top, friendly, just a great person. We had a great time. She was the third episode of uh, Episodes from the Cabin. Got to hang out, hear her story about what life looked like on her way to becoming the classic social... What's I don't, I don't know what the word would... Classic social media... I don't know what the word would be. Anyway, here you go. Trish K. Price. I want to challenge you guys with something. There are a lot of companies that have put it on the line to help make this podcast possible. And even if you're not going to go buy a product from them today, maybe give them a shout out on social media, follow them, let them know you appreciate the support of the Flatbed Podcast and making this kind of content possible. Check out teamequinity.com. Equinity Horse XL has eight amino acids to promote cellular repair. No fillers, no sugars, no starches, no soy, no loading dose. I could not believe the difference it made in my horse in a short period of time. We're talking a few days, but wait until you see what it'll do in a month. Let me turn you guys on to something. I've been coming to Arizona for eight years. When I first got here, I'd always heard about how good the alfalfa is in the state of Arizona, and I couldn't find it. I had to feed so much of it. I was feeding stuff that was kind of falling apart and stimmy until I found Bales Hay in Buckeye, Arizona. Let me tell you all, baleshay.com is the website. You can also call them at 623-386-2988. This stuff, it's like you can flake it off in those half-inch flakes, you know what I'm talking about, which means I could feed less of it. It stores good. It stacks good. The horses eat it. It smells so good, it feels like you could eat it. I'm telling you guys what, I've been a paying customer for years for a reason. Bales Hay in Buckeye, Arizona. Check them out at baleshay.com. Is there anybody in the West, we're recording, is there anybody in the Western industry that has had more digital impact that might be considered relatively unknown? Yes. Than Trish K. Oh, no. no. <laughs> you run. What's, you your, what's your job description? Are we recording? We are. We're rolling. Um, classic rope, Rattler rope. Classic Equine, Martin Sallery, Cashel, and then another company called Expert Equine. 
Okay. Did you guys notice this? That she was like kind of like loose and fun. And I'm cool, Trisha. Yeah. Everything's fun. Yeah. And now all. No. She's got the demeanor of somebody with a. Pol- strawberry simply spiked. Police interrogation. <laughs> Nothing possibly could go bad on this. So just relax. <laughs> so you run the social media for all those. Yes. How did that start? Okay, how does it make you feel? Cool story, bro. I, uh, I have no idea. Okay, well, this podcast is over. Worked my way so, to this point. <laughs> if it was over, that'd be great. Um, what did you do b- before this? I was a bartender. Where? <laughs> Alcoholic. <laughs> is um, your microphone close enough to your face? Enid. Enid. <laughs> She's got a boob. Um, I was a bartender at Enid, Oklahoma. Okay. I worked for the buckle. What? And. I Maybe you should shut up and listen. And all of my friends from college moved down to Stephenville, so I just followed them down. And then I started working for Craig Cameron at the Doublehorn Ranch, and my friend Hannah that I went to college with has had my job now, social media for Equibrand, and somehow started talking about me with Billy Bray, and she texted me on a Monday and said, "What are you doing tomorrow?" Like, Did you know her at all at this point? Billy Bray? Yeah. No. And I was like, well, I've got to work. She's like, well, you have an interview at Echo Brand at 9 a.m. tomorrow. What? And I'm like. I love the confidence of that. Of like, oh, you have to work? Well, now this is what you have so to do. So now I'm lying to my boss that I have a doctor appointment. And I'm like, well, this is starting out bad because now I'm a liar to my old <laughs> boss. Oh, my gosh. How long ago is this? What year was this? Um, 2016. Okay. 17. 17. And, uh, Did you have a like a background in social media or anything like that? No. So why were they hired? She like, had a background in Snapchatting. No, cool. started in the sales room. I started for a sales posi- position job. Um, I think I worked in there for two years. Jade worked there for ten minutes one time. Jade, you worked at Equibrand. <laughs> answered the phone. I did. I, I answered a few calls. I don't know if you know this or not. I actually worked at Decker Brand for about 15 minutes during uh, Las Vegas this year. True story. Yeah, I was like, you know, you guys have done so much for me. I want to, like, sit here until I sell something. And I literally drew the world's worst customer. Do you remember this? At one point, this mom is talking to me about her daughter's pubic bone. (laughs) And I'm looking at Trisha. I'm like, is this normal? She's like, I got to go. I'm sorry. Look at that. She was describing... I, I, hopefully her 18 at least year old daughter's pubic bone and I'm like ma'am 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 <laughs> I can find you another saddle of interest <laughs> we don't have to go anyway so you started in sales yes and then, and then Hannah quit and started her own thing and so I moved from sales to social media with zero experience people don't realize like Equibrand and a classic their social media is bigger than a lot of other Western companies, people that are supposed to have big followings, they are like blowing the door off of other companies. Trish is blowing the door off. <laughs> well, it, what I, was it when you started? Was it doing well or was it something you took yeah, to the next level? No, it was good. But it's social media changes every single day. And so it's like reels became a big thing and that really boosted stuff. This may sound like a stupid question, but do you have to go to like to school or like keep up on what the t- new trends are, or you just do it enough that you're just keeping up on it? Every day, baby, just stay in it. <laughs> Every the day, words baby. Of Roy Cooper, school of hard knocks, baby. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. It's just something Roy you're Cooper. keeping your eye. Oh, <laughs> oh, was that? Do it, do it. Come on, do it. Jay just said something. You got to stay in the game. No, do it. You gotta stay in the game. Time on the track. So it's just something you're literally doing on the fly. So I graduated with a mass communications degree. Oh, I'm smart. (laughs) From where? Two time. (laughs) Northwestern Oklahoma State University. Is that still count like an accredited school or? Yeah. I actually graduated with like four degrees, but I got paid to do those. So. You what four degrees? A lot of egg business. Okay. Just so they could radio like Sawyer Barham is one of them. He's never even seen the campus at Northwestern Oklahoma State, but he won the college finals. So for that reason, you just protect the 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 talent. Yeah. (laughs) I've always been a helper. Ride Rangers, ride. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Scout. So, truthfully, and like all seriousness, all joking aside, I know people that seem to just somehow find their niche in a support role. 
And I think traditionally we think of that as being less than or like, oh, I don't want to be a supporter. I need to be the superstar. Do you feel like there's actually like a life-giving place being a part of watching other people succeed? Because it would seem from the outside looking in. 100%. Has that always been the case? I don't know that that's always been the case, but I know that I'm not a barrel racer. I know <laughs> I'm not good enough to be a breakaway roper. I'm not good enough to make the NFR heading. I'm like, sorry, but what did you do yesterday? Stick. Team rope. And what did you do last week? Damn right, Jim but I mean, But I mean, you team rope, but to what? You to got what damn end? right, Did you Jim qualify Sharp. for something yesterday? I made the short round. Where? <laughs> At the Ryan Motes Invitational. Yeah. <laughs> Don't diminish that. It's like, oh, oh, Ryan Motes Invitational. Like, that's a big deal. Right. Made the short round at the Ryan Motes Invitational. Well, it is, but I just... I don't like when things are about me. That's why I'm so nervous doing this podcast. Like, I don't like this. <laughs> Thank you. That's very complimentary. I don't I, like doing your podcast. Do you want us to hijack your episode but like you did ours? Oh, I, uh, that... Wait, you're, 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 do you think we can stop that? That's happening. <laughs> I just appreciate radio and I know what the guys go through and like the, the backside that you don't see. And I just, I've always wanted to be a helper of that. I want to make life easier for them. So you started Equibrand. What's the, like, what's the introduction into the Western world? Were you already like rodeo background? Yeah. I grew up on a ranch in Faith, South Dakota. Um, You're from South Dakota. Faith. 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 You ever been there? Me neither. Right there. <laughs> yeah. And so my dad ran a ranch. I grew up on a horse, rodeo, and everything. Did you think that's what you were headed towards? Yes, through college. And then I got done with college, and I was like, I don't, because breakaway was not big at the time. So I. Was that quit. was that like your main deal? Yes. Breakaway. And? Breakaway and heading. Heading was basically my main deal. Um, made the college finals goat tying that I didn't practice ever, but was the only humble thing brag. Is this ever... news to Jade? Did you not know that? <laughs> I did not know that. Not Joining know that. us on your podcast, Jade Corfield, <laughs> to your media, right? Joining us. <laughs> but this just I'm... in. So just like talking about making the short round yesterday, I have not roped a steer since the Ryan Most Invitational last year, except for the Cody Knight rodeo where we did not. Drew bad. Yeah, well, yeah, it'll happen. We bad. My healer was drunk. It oh. is. <laughs> I was. He's like, that's just what I said. Dead sober, missed the haze. No, you were not. <laughs> that's when you had your fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> No argument. So for everybody that can't Story see us, that was a out. yes. <laughs> that was tri- point Trish. No argument. <laughs> Yes, because we were supposed to leave, and then we entered the night rodeo, and then Mitz had to drive all night to Big we Fork. Did, we made my mom drive all night to Big Fork just so we could trash your room. Mitz, you're the best. She is the best. Yeah. So, the team support was great that night. Yeah. It takes a team, you know? Yeah. So, when you. When you. I was the one that didn't catch, but it was Jade's fault. That's a good header. Hey, when you missed, did you do the. No, we almost hit she ropes. Because I was behind her. And she <laughs> she couldn't see back there. Like, I had to stop swinging at one point because Jade and I were so close together. We were both on the left side of the steer. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving, I was hazing, it was just my header away from the steer. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't fresh. I was just saying that. Is there a video? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Uh, I actually put it on gone. Instagram. <laughs> it was on Instagram? Yeah. Did you circle Jade? Like, I don't know what to tell you. Re- mad respect for somebody who's making the finals of this guy. So you leave with, like, with part of your job, you get to go travel. Yes, which is... Has awesome. anybody in your position ever done that? Hannah traveled a little bit. Um, she mainly went to shows that we sponsored and stuff, but... That's the direction I'm trying to go with the social media is. She's on the dirt. <laughs> Honestly, like I follow the social media. Like last year at St. Paul, it was like I got to watch the whole perf. Yeah. I got to watch almost everybody that was in that perf. Did you watch her coverage from Pendleton? <laughs> Gary, did you think we were going to get. On the dirt. <laughs> literally oh, in the dirt. The grass. <laughs> that is what they call up close and personal coverage. We knew this was coming. 
we knew that this video was going to be there. So you spend time. I want to get. I want to build the penalty. <laughs> and then we'll talk about the X Factor bloopers. The, there's a yes. crescendo that ends with the longest wreck. Maybe not the worst wreck in Pendleton I ran history. For Thirteen seconds before I got ran over. That's got to be a. a you are. You know she the, was the run, runner. She was you know a track that run star. that people get when they're ending the mile and their legs are going different directions and they're exhausted and tired. It had gotten to that point before the bucking horse was able to catch up. She was yeah, running in cursive. On the train track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so just, just step off the track. Just by. get off the track and I'll get by. No. You know what it reminded me of? Remember on Austin Powers, there's a steamroller, and the guy's like, no. And it's like this 40-second thing, no. And then gets run over the steamroller. It did feel, I, now, to your credit, you don't know where the bucking horse is going to go. And he was, follow- she, dancing queen. As luck would have it, following me. she went wherever <laughs> you went. She was the only guy that didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tricked you. <laughs> Tricked you. As luck would have it, Trisha was the track. The best part you can't get off the track when she's targeting in on you. I saw the video before I had any idea it was Trish. Same. I was like, oh, shit. Somebody Move, dude. <laughs> and then when he does find out, it's me. No. he doesn't even ask if I'm okay. He just says, what the <laughs> f*** are you doing? <laughs> We've got the video playing. Watch out. Watch Put the camera. Out. There's one duck left. Wait, here she comes again. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's the best the wreck, the wreck took so long that the announcer said, "This wreck is still happening. Yeah, the announcer we are still going." The announcer said the peanut gallery. Well, what the announcer of the would have said? How about a go left? Yeah. <laughs> Get Tr- out of the way, Uncle Trishy, go left. <laughs> dodge, just, just dodge. Head for three o'clock. Head for nine o'clock. Okay, so I have to tell. Let's the say, best part. let's say there's somebody who hasn't seen the video. You're on the field at Pendleton. Yeah. There happened to be like 700 angles of this because yeah. everybody in the stands yeah, got it. Angle. Even a lady from Hawaii <laughs> sent it to me on Facebook. It's not over yet. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm so, last time I was at Pendleton, a guy got run over, smoked him down like that, and actually kind of hurt him. Like, <laughs> that can be dangerous. The horse went through a crowd of people, and it, it was wasn't. It's extremely dangerous, and I go to the snack stand during rough stuff now. <laughs> Can't risk it. You do love a snack cabin. They have. You would not have been the first person to have died on the field at Pendleton. Like that's a dangerous place. So. So sorry. I want to go back to what I was saying. Wait, One of the things I love about the classic. Hold on. I gotta finish this Pendleton story because there's a. This story is taking longer than the wreck. A greater part than people even know. So I have to stay in the arena through the wild horse races or the Indian relay races. Well, they finally opened the head box so we can get out of there. Good job, Dave. You good? And I am just distraught, and my foot kind of hurts. <laughs> my coworkers having hell over Let's here. Tell a story, goddamn. <laughs> I am walking out of the head box, and Cole Davison tries to stop me. I was like, ha ah, ha, and I'm like, no, fuck you. Not right now. Light I can't up do it. Cigarette. And I'm smoking a cigarette, and it's making me feel so much better. Were you kind of, like, like emotional? Not emotional, just, like, what just happened to me, and anxious. <laughs> and con- mildly crazy. concussed. <clears throat> and so I walk around to the left, and it's about, I don't know how far it is, to the letter buck room. Half the arena. But I'm walking around there, and I get my cigarette smoked, and I throw it down on the ground, and I step on it, and I pick it up, and I throw it in this red plastic trash can, and I just keep on walking. But this red plastic trash can is right next to the beer stand. So I'm in the letterbuck room. It's probably an hour later. At least. In the letterbuck room, this Billy Bolden comes up to me, and he slaps me on the arm. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I got run over. He's like, no, not it at all. And I'm like, what? There's a story bigger than that right now? The cigarette, he said, I watched you throw that cigarette in the trash can, and as soon as you got around the next corner... The trash can goes up in flames that is sitting right next to the wood grandstands at the Pendleton Roundup, and everybody is in a panic. And he's like, I'm standing in the beer line, and I know exactly what's happening, and I'm like... I'm not saying a word. I almost burned the Pendleton Roundup down. Call home. Letterbuck. Pendleton, you almost killed me. I'm going to burn you down. Yeah. Yeah, you've not seen revenge. 
<laughs> Sorry about that. And like Jessica Oops. and I are standing there next to each other, and he's telling this story, and we're both like, "Oh, all right, who is that?" I will tell you this. No, they're not. When you're at Pendleton and you wake up in the morning, you don't know where the day could go. No. Ever. That's one of those places. It's hard to predict how and the day's going to go. I only They're, drink Michelob Ultras. But in the letter book, you've got Pendleton or vodka. We're about to introduce you to the companies that make this podcast possible. What do Caleb Driggers, Ren Richard, Haven Medjid, Shelby Beaujolais all have in common? They all feed beet pulp. I'm with Brian Edwardson, president of Unbeatable Feeds. It's highly digestible. All natural, low sugar. I feed it to my horses. I'm telling you, I can notice an absolute difference quick. It took me my horses a week before I could see the difference it was making. Give it a try. Your horse will thank you. Anywhere that you have a tractor supply, you can get it. You can add a subscription. They will get it to you anywhere in the country. Unbeatable Feeds. Check them out at the website. www.unbeatablefeeds.com We live in one of the hottest real estate markets in the Western industry here in Wickenburg. It can be confusing. I know the people from out of town go, okay, where does everything happen? What's in the middle of things? What's the dark side of the moon? Let me tell you, Erin Freeman, she's not only a friend, she is an absolute professional in the real estate industry. You can find her at Erin Freeman Properties on Facebook. You can check her out at erinfreeman.realtor on Instagram and TikTok. Here's what I like about Erin. She is from a team roping family. She understands that when you call and say you're looking for arena, you don't mean a riding pin. When you say I'm looking for something with stalls, it doesn't mean four panels chained together. She understands the industry, but she also understands the, the, the lifestyle. One of the things I'll say about Erin, like I said, not only is she great, I don't know if she'd want me saying this, she also kind of keeps her finger on the rental industry too. So if you're looking for a rental, maybe not officially, but I can tell you she knows where it's at. She's also brutally honest. She will tell you exactly what's happening in the industry. If you're too high, if you're too low, if what you're looking for is achievable, if she has in her inventory what you're looking for, you will get an honest assessment from somebody who not only understands what you're looking for, but where to find it. Check her out, Aaron Freeman. If you're going to attend an event in Arizona, check out ropingcalendar.com. It is the most comprehensive list of everything that's going on in Arizona. You can search by a date, arena. You can even search by jackpot number. You can look for only the jackpot numbers that you're looking for at ropingcalendar.com. It's available in Google, iTunes, anywhere that you get your electronic apps. It's there. Check it out, ropingcalendar.com. But in the letter book, you've got Pendleton or vodka. So yeah. vodka. I only drink gold buckle dangerous. beer. Ironically, also both very flammable. Yes. <laughs> Shut up, Garrett. So one of the things I I, I swear I, I love is I forgot where I was going. <laughs> oh, oh, I remember. Sorry. I remember sorry. now. It's your story. <laughs> one of the things for for ten years living where I lived, I I didn't get to be a part of what was going on. What? Just bump into my friends. It wasn't like I would go to the to the grocery store and like bump into friend like people I grew up with. I, I really it was very isolating. I actually loved being able to watch on social media and feel like I got to see what was going on, like this weird connection. So if I went through that, and I feel like I'm a fairly well-connected person, I can't imagine the average person doesn't just love getting to experience that. And that's where I'm trying to go with it because, like, I can post about product and I can post about new things so much, but the biggest following comes from when I'm at an event and things are happening live. Absolutely, because there's nobody else doing that from the arena. Right. Everybody's got the Cowboy Channel, (laughs) but you're seeing people and faces. It's that... That sense of like an insider's look, whether it's in the rig. Did you? Well, and it's and it's still the sense of people that are not on Cowboy Channel or watching Cowboy Channel. They still know what's going on. Yeah, right. They're still they can still see it. So what's in your mind? Are you kind of because there's not that I can think of. There's not another company doing that. I don't, and that's my boss last year. um, For my evaluations, she asked me. She's like, so what other companies do you follow, or what do you? watching and it's I follow everybody in our industry but like watching I'm watching Louis Vuitton I'm watching Nike I'm watching everybody that has 1.5 million followers and above because that's what's leading the social media industry that's what they're going to base it off of and historically the western industry is trailing as far as innovation so that's what I'm following and cinch what about cinch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are the ones that you like? What, what are the ones that you, what are the over that you there, follow that are the closest? There, that you're like, man, that. When we get to that point. Slave and everything else. Here you go, Jess. 
Um, what account do you look at? You're like, man, they're doing a great job. That's what I would like to do. Honest to goodness, Louis Vuitton. Mainstream. Oh, what are they? Mainstream. What are they doing that you like? They so their their posts are all professional, which is also kind of a weird thing because professional video, like the reels, got big, and then everybody started getting into professional video. And then if you have a so big of a resolution or whatever, or a professional video, now Instagram is kind of slowing it down. So now it's back down to iPhone videos are going to go higher than your professional videos. Why is that? I have no idea. It's just, it's every day. And tomorrow it could change. So if you have some like $25,000 camera, it's not to a social media advantage. Could be, could not. It changes literally every single day. And, but what Louis Vuitton does is they go to all their runway shows. They do everything. All of their like stories is live in the moment. And that's where you have to have your stories going too to keep people engaged of what you're doing in the moment. Well, another thing you guys do is that you, you're very, I would say, generous with your sharing your stuff to your story. Like somebody tags you guys, you guys are really good about putting on your stories. Tried. And that's another thing that Instagram made it hard when they switched to if you're following or not following people, then it goes in your requests. You've got your messages and your follows or whatever, and then your requests. And so now you have three different avenues in messages on just on Instagram, not Facebook or TikTok, that I have to check through every day. Oh my but I do ass, try to follow them every day because it makes people feel good. The average person, if you share something on the classic rope story, it makes them feel uh, so like I'll tell you a story a about my daughter. Bucks. My daughter is just a ball of life. Oh, I and everybody her. loves her. And she is like Hands down, the most popular person that I know is my daughter. Like, she'll go clothes shopping, and she'll have everybody in the store working for her. Man, moments. Like you've been here before. Moments after she arrives. So she comes out one day, and she's like, I'm going to rope. I'm like, okay, okay, great, let's do it. So she starts taking the rope and just swinging backwards and acting dumb. She goes, this is how I do it. And I go, that's not how you do it. She goes, this is how I do it. I go, a rare moment of like, honey, nobody wants to suck. Nobody wants to be bad at something, right? And the way that you're doing it is egregiously bad <laughs> you're gonna suck so if you'll do this this and this so she gets on her little segue and she does it so i tag you guys and you guys share it mm-hmm. made her day like in a way that i would have not even predicted she's yep. like oh my gosh i'm on the classic page now guess what you guys have a fan yep right i talked to jessica about this the other day do you know have you ever seen the the documentary about sonny vaccaro the guy that signed michael jordan to nike he also signed kobe and all these guys yeah he's, he's the heir no. That's the Air movie. No, Sonny Vaccaro has his own documentary. Yeah. Oh. But it's also a Holly, like a movie named Air. It's about Sonny Vaccaro? Yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Well, the, the documentary, what he taught, he, his idea was to start trying to reach a younger demographic and get fan, not fan, but like brand loyalty at an earlier age. So when you look at companies that take, uh, you can't, you couldn't give shoes to kids in a city league, but you could give them to the coach and the coach could give them to his players. And then all of a sudden, you've got this brand loyalty. So now an NBA player goes from an NBA contract on level playing field. His shoe contract should be at least that, if not more. And when I look at companies and they're aggressive, like I said, my the reason I love cinch is I've worn them since high school because they convinced me through giving me 35 cent flip flops, which looking back on it, I was just very gullible that they actually cared. Oh man, they love me. Yeah. Fish in a barrel. I'm the dummy. And it worked. I don't know how much money I spent on cinch. You got flip flops? So I probably framed them like no one took an interest in us when we were that age. Right. So now my goal is if I could get Jessica just over the lip on the podcast to get a little bit of that back. Like, I think she could probably like say sponsor the podcast for two or three years. And then we wouldn't even be even. I've spent so much, but because they engaged me at a younger, younger age. And that's 100%. You have to be involved with your youth. And that's what I do. Like trade shows, just being in Gonzalez last week. I have, 900 junior high boyfriends like she's that's why we call her the chameleon she blends in everywhere she can hang out with us she can hang out with the senior pro tour she hangs out the junior high finals it's all the same she's best she's the best one at that i think sorry for interrupting that that. you can always interrupt with a compliment that's, that's a good point like you go down to the junior high finals fits right in what's the what's the engagement like not strategy or approach but like what's the culture that you guys are trying to connect to with kids. So youth is hard to sponsor because there's, there's, there's kids that I would slap a patch on because they are great kids and they want it bad. Maybe they don't rope that good, but they want it. 
and they love classic rope. And then there's kids that rope great, but are they going to walk over to a com- to a competitor's booth to a competitor's booth and say, I mean, I'm sponsored by Classic, but your ropes are better because I hear that a lot. Who so in their right mind says there's anything better than Classic rope? I don't. One know, kind of person, a you, liar. You can't. Youth is really hard because they don't understand when they have a patch on their shirt and how much that means. And right. so for them to walk up and well, I'm sponsored by so and so, but your ropes are better. I don't ever want. Not me. I don't do the sponsorships. That's Billy Bray. But we don't want them to ever walk up to another company and say that about our ropes. You well, know what I mean? And the, that's, the depth and that's of where young, it's such a hard spot to be in. Well, in the depth of a young person, just like their prefrontal cortex doesn't finish developing until they're 25. That's why you can't rent a car until they're 25. They, they don't even the mean logic, what they're saying. Yeah, the logic behind it yep. is not following some sort of trajectory. They're just literally impulsive in the moment saying yep. what they feel. 100. And that's a, that's a hard thing to connect your brand to. 100%. Unless that kid... This may be an f- unfair advantage. I don't know. But unless that kid has somebody that has played the game before and understands it, that can keep them in line. You know, I think of like the baby core kills here. Yeah. They're going to have somebody that goes, hey, 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 this is why we don't do that. Your average kid may not have that. And, and it's not even that they know right or wrong. It's just in a situation, things come out of their mouths and they don't even mean it necessarily. Purely but impulsive. You, but when you hear that as a sponsor, it's like, dang. How much? Okay. You guys have got to just get blown up looking for free stuff. Can you send me one rope? <laughs> no, I'm gonna pay more in shipping. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> one free rope. But to that person, there's something about there's. Yeah. I don't know. I wish I could. I wish I could describe it. In psychology, there's this syndrome. It's praise of the praiseworthy. Everybody wants a compliment from somebody that they look up to. Like the guy on the street could go, "Hey, I like your shoes," and you're like, "Thanks." But if it's the company I bought the shoes from, I hold them in high enough esteem that I bought their product for them to notice me as people. We just that just lands different. Yep. So that rope is not a rope; it's the recognition of something we hold in high regard being seen by. It's a weird god concept, actually. Like we want to be seen by something that has a powerful figure in the world that can like bring us to a new place in the world. So it's not the rope, right? It's not a rope. It's not a pair of jeans. It's literally I just want to be seen. Yeah. But we can't say it that way. You can't say can you please validate that you see that I exist? A kid isn't going to know how to say that. So what instead they say is, can you do something that would signify that I'm alive in the world? Right. Exactly. And that's, that's where I think like relationships, like public relations, I think is the most important part of my job. And that's how I got to where I'm at is because people person. She is. You are public definition of public relations. PR price. But I think that's more important. Just Do you love that though? Yeah. Because it's it's almost like a perfect storm. You're a person who really thrives in a support role, which is not a lesser than role. That's I mean that's a somebody finding a place like a puzzle where they fit in the world and they're like, oh this is my spot. I'm a really good support person. Working for one of the most recognizable brands in our industry in a role that not only is a support to them, but also public relations, you got to just wake up every morning feeling like, man, I found my place. Yeah. It, it doesn't, I never stop working. I don't mean to say that like that, but like, I don't feel like I have a job, but I'm never not working. Right. What's the, okay. Let me ask you this then. What's the burnout on that? Because you do go, 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 go. What does it mean for you to get like a deep breath? Cause the function of life is breathe in, breathe out, right? And it's easy to see the way that you breathe out because everybody else around you benefits from it. What's the mechanism that allows you to go? What are you pointing at? The, yeah. You bet. Being what? with my friends. I mean, just, that's like your recharge. Yes. And working for who I work for, like Jay knows, because I'm a, if I go to bed before midnight, I'm going to wake up at 2.15 a.m. every single time. And I'll get on my laptop and just start working. So I can text her at 6.30 and be like, hey, I started at 2. I'm not coming into the office today. Like, I'm going to keep working. I'm going to need a power nap, but I'll keep working. And it's great to work for that company that I can do that. Well, that's an honoring your identity, right? That's like letting you in my situation, when I work trade shows for so long, like, we work till 7 p.m. When the trade show closes, we go out to dinner. We go have some drinks. It's 11.30 at night. 
my schedule is so screwed up, so it's really hard to go from trade show to 8 a.m., 8 to 5 office. So it's, I get to function because I have that flexibility to not have to go into the office when I do get back. Right. So when you look at PR, what's your hurdle? Because you can't just be sending free stuff, and you probably get hounded for it all the time. So you go, okay, I can't do that, but what I can do is... Is that where, like, sharing stories on social media and things like that? Yeah. I can send you an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> I can send you an invoice. Well, and that's, Payable on delivery. It's, that's such a tricky spot. Because, no, I can't send you stuff, but make relationships, keep that customer, and just let them know that they are somebody. Just well, in like a what sense, you said earlier. so, like, pastoring is a weird one because I didn't really want to be a pastor. I didn't really what I set out to do, but then I did and it worked. So then because it's working, everybody wants your time. Well, you've only got so much time. It's almost like your time becomes this weird commodity where there's never enough. And it puts you in a position where you are the guaranteed bad guy all the time. You feel like a no machine. You feel like you wake up in the morning, tell people no all, all day and then go to bed at night. And you feel like you haven't really accomplished anything other than disappointing everybody. Right. How do you how do you deal with that negative? Not that it's negative. I don't mean that. But like when somebody calls and goes, "Can I have a free rope?" You have to be the one to go. No. Yeah. No. So we don't sell retail. So that is kind of a plus for us because it's like, "Can I have a free rope?" And I'm like, "Just oh, go we to don't your actually nearest do that. dealer." You know. Right. I'm, I can't. You can have a free rope that, for the price tag at the feed store. If I'm sending you free stuff, then you're not buying it from our dealers, and that hurts our dealers. Do you walk people through that? If they need it, yes. How do you decide who needs it? Well, depends on if they speak or type full sentences or not. And use punctuation. Punctuation counts also. Give me an example. They don't use a four. They say, can I have four free? Four free. Four. Four ropes, you want four free? Can I have a rope? Kai, Kai, can I get some ropes for free? No. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer you with the same amount of English. No. No. Is there nah. Is there ever a time is there ever a time where you're like, okay, I know we don't normally do this, but this person is just such an endearing, likable person that you are gonna call an audible and do something for them. I mean just say no, because if you say yes, somebody's going to be like, no, I'm going to be that special person. I will on like a benefit situation. If you're having a benefit roping or something like that, yes, I will send some ropes to give away. Or as long as the family is benefiting from it, absolutely. Right. But other than that, no. Okay. So you're out there in the world. You're seeing all the behind the scenes stories. You're getting the stories nobody else is getting. Obviously, not all that can be relayed. What happens when somebody's just being a complete runaway? And you're like, man, this really looks bad for our company. Like this person is literally such a bad person that we are not benefiting from having them on our team. What do you do? I'm not in charge of sponsorships. So I, yeah, I, well, but are you handing that off? Like, do you feel like that you have this, like, Hey, you wouldn't see this in Granbury, but here's what I'm seeing out here in St. Paul. So, when that happens, I will tell you every single person in this industry will know about it. And everybody talks to each other, whether it's Jessica and Billy Bray and Mary Jane Carpenter or whatever. It's a very small world. As soon as something happens, every single person is going to know about it. Ironically, Mary Jane Carpenter doesn't talk to everyone. <laughs> well, just because she won't do your podcast. She won't even email me back. Come on, Mary Jane. <laughs> I'll talk to her. <laughs> Literally, it's like playing tennis with somebody and you hit them the ball and they just put it in their pocket and you're like... <laughs> this game sucks. I'll talk to her. I'll get her on your podcast. <laughs> could but. be worse. It could be Joseph Harrison's like, yeah, I'll be at the tennis court at 9 o'clock. It doesn't show up. <laughs> and then you're like, dude, what's up? Uh, I missed you today. No, you didn't. I just didn't go. I'm like, no, I know. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, just <slipped> <laughs> All sorts of shade right now. <laughs> but, like, to me, if you're a terrible person or you've done something terrible, I'm just not going to post you as much. Yeah, if you would It's kind of like an video. algorithm. It's right. like an unintentional algorithm. <laughs> is that why you is that why you don't ever post me? Are you a classic guy? How often do you no. swing a rope? <laughs> oh, no. I've never swung a rope. <laughs> how do you deal Okay, how do you deal with somebody whose career they've basically quit rodeoing? 
right? And that's a hard limelight to give up. We all know this guy. Whoever this guy is in our mind, we've all got something that comes to mind of like, it is. you know, the, like the plane's landing. It's they're like still Dustin pulling Bird. on. The- I posted Dustin Bird getting bucked off his horse because it was awesome. Does he rodeo? No. Was it one of my most viral videos? Absolutely. <laughs> so what you're, saying is, what you're saying is you used to get posted for team roping. Now you just got to do something really out of the box. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you, whatever it takes. Schools are doing something that still involves classic. You're do you ever get any heat on that where somebody's like, hey, man, you could, you know, like help me? Or do they, do they, would they take that above your head somewhere in the company? Not. For the most part, the guys are really good that have retired roping or have moved on. They are very, yeah, they are very accepting, though, of, like, not losing their deal or kind of losing their deal. What's your relationship to the sponsored contestants? Like, do you have an official capacity, classic relationship to contestants? I'm not supposed to do anything with endorsees, but I'm such good friends with everybody that they just Does that include podcasts? Because... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No. It would be hard. It's an insular society. It would be hard to separate. It's like It's like I'm friends with the judges at the fraternity this weekend. I was talking to them unrelated on a call this week. And I go, you're judging this week? He's like, yeah, we're not supposed to be talking while we get there. And I'm like, oh. Okay, which is fine. I get why that would be a rule. You're not going to sever communication. It's too small of a world. Exactly. And that's so like in Dorsey's endorsement is zero part of my job. But for my top powers guys, my team ropers, some barrel racers, a few breakaway ropers, they know me. So they're going to come to me and I put their order in. I approve it through the endorsement girl. But shout out Taylor. Yeah. Shout out Taylor. But they come to me and I'm not going to direct them somewhere else. Do you ever have somebody that loses their deal? Personally, my favorite thing about the podcast is the relationships that I've made. And that includes the companies that have come alongside the flatbed podcast to make this possible. Guys, the lights came in. I told you they were coming. Not only are the lights here, I'm also sitting here with Ayla Lawson. Hi guys. Okay. My mind has been absolutely blown. First of all, are they arena lights? Yes. We rope tonight. You can rope in these. These are arena lights. What I had no idea was all the other functions. We drove around Wickenburg today. We went everywhere. There was no lights and warm-up pins. We went in a couple driveways that I was curious as to why they didn't have lit up for the customers that are coming in, hauling in horse trailers after dark, that kind of thing. So this, this to me has been the revealing part of ranch hand solar lighting is not only is it arena lights, they're not temporary poles. They're permanent poles, but it's a temporary location because they've got a bracket that hooks to a fence. So say like for us, we're using them in the, in the summer on the cool nights, but in the winter, when we were roping during the day, I can take those exact same lights, move them over my stalls, keep lights off or keep hair off the horses. Absolutely. There's enough light there to be able to do that. These poles can withstand 150 mile an hour wind, which I learned today is a hurricane tornado level wind. They can actually do more than that. Category four, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, us Texas people, we understand tornado winds. So here's, here's what I would say. A, the lights have completely outperformed what I hope they would do. Second of all, their function is so much more than I realized. If you ever walk outside and you're tempted to turn the camera light on, on your phone or the, the flashlight, that's where you need a light. And they can go anywhere. And that's our goal. Affordable, quality lighting where you need it most. I think, here's my, here's my suspicion. I think there's a lot of times people would rather live with the dark than trench a hole put conduit in it, run, run the electricity. Who wants to hire an electrician? And when your light bulb goes out, you got to bring a boom truck. These things have an elbow. They lean down. You can wipe off the solar panel, which keeps the light bright. I'm telling you guys, this is changing. I'm telling you, this is changing lighting in the Western industry. You guys can check them out on social media at? At ILS Solar Lighting, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or on our website, ranchhandsolarlighting.com. In 2014, we launched the 1017 Project, an idea that could give value to roped-out rope and steers and protein to people in need. Since then, we have donated hundreds of thousands of pounds of hamburger to food banks, after-school programs, women's shelters. Last year, the 1017 Project gave away $699,000 worth of hamburger to the people who needed it the most. You can get involved by going to the 1017project.com. girl but shout out Taylor yeah shout out Taylor but they come to me and I'm not gonna direct them somewhere else do you ever have somebody that loses their deal and they want it to work back out it's like the like the ex-girlfriend that comes to you and they're like help (laughs) 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 hey I wonder if they're not thinking of me too 
Um, there's a, I really don't handle that. There's a couple guys. That's that, a yes. <laughs> there's a couple guys that have left and then come back, but their deal's not, you can't cheat on me and then come back and expect me to be 100% in on you. I've always said that. So <laughs> they can, they can come back. Maybe they don't get to wear a patch. They don't get a good deal. They don't get a deal. They can come back and buy them. So then why do they come but back? Because they say they can win more with our ropes. Than I honestly believe that. Honestly, like I know that everybody wants my team roping opinion. I get asked about it all the time. Um, but comparison wise, there's just not a better rope. I would rather pay to use classic ropes than get anybody else's ropes for free. And I, I mean, I know I got a classic deal, so of course I'm going to say that. But proof of that is I've been using classic since before there was a classic deal for years. We're pointing at Jade. Jade also uses cla- <laughs> What am I supposed to be doing with the face? They thought he was um, say it, but, he's not going to. but But for years, I, have, I did pay to use them. So I can understand where somebody's like, you know, I, this is not worth it to go somewhere else. Yeah. Do you ever have somebody... Yeah, I don't know if I could Can ask you that. hold on to anything? I've dropped two beers and now a phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you look at like the next phase of like what is next, when you look down the road, are you a future planner or are you a today person? I'm just gonna ride in the passenger seat. That's the Jay <laughs> did Jay did admit he's not gonna quit anytime soon. No. So if that's the case, then you've got a job for a while too. But then exactly. off he might have said more when it wasn't recording, but officially, these faces just throw me off. I don't know. <laughs> he wants gold buckle number five. And he's only at three right now, so y'all do the math. <laughs> yeah, we're at least two years from retirement. What, uh, how much of your job, they're just completely fine with you doing what you're doing and being on the road? Like if you were gone so. as, on the not, same level, of, on the <laughs> same fired. schedule as like a rodeo person, if that was your schedule, that still benefits the company enough that it's worth it. I hope so. I don't, and that's where my job is so great. Like, I can't see me doing anything else for a long time, and I feel like I'm doing the absolute most I can at this job. Well, not only that, but it. you're doing a better. I mean, really, really, you're doing a better job at it than anybody else in any other company that I know of. If there's a company in our industry doing a better job, I don't know what that is. So the schedule, whatever you're doing, it is working. Uh, how do you take what you're doing now to whatever next level? How do you get classic to a million followers? What's the, what's the gap between where you are and where you want to go? Yeah. Time. Time and staying savvy, just watching everything that's happened, like getting the mini mics and just trying to stay ahead of the curve. Like, not ahead of the curve. You've got to see... Just on the front edge of it. You've got to see what's happening and what's going and then be right there, butted up next to it. You don't have to raise your hand. Well, it's just for me, just watch, just from being around her all the time and watching, <clears throat> which I, I think that she does really, really good that some people don't do. It seems like like when they get something that's going and working, they're like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to stick with it. She doesn't... She's not like that. She'll do whatever. If, if what's working is different today, she'll do that. Pivot without it having to fail yeah, first. You don't not just set like, okay, no, we're not going to do that. I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing. No problem. Just fine. Well, if you want to do it that way, we'll do it that way. What's the single best idea you've had that you look back on and you're like, I didn't realize that was going to work that well, and it did? Besides running in front of the buck and horse at Pendleton. Listen, making, not everybody's willing to put it on the line of Pendleton. Making so. Jade tell Lisa that he rode her barrel horse. Talk about that. Because I'm fairly I'm fairly familiar with that I story. I remember that video. Walk, exactly. walk, that was I, funny. I do too. I literally, literally. That was funny. Well, hold on, hold on. Not everyone knows the story. So tell the story first. I did it. So you tell your part of the story. Just my act. <laughs> Well, <laughs> back to it. Basically, just goes back to my history stuff and <clears throat> respect for the game. The ERA rodeos were in Salt Lake City. Lisa wins the round or whatever. I was just kind of in the back, like headed back to the parking lot. Well, she's comes out the lane or whatever, and they're hauling at her to come back in there for an interview. 
And I don't know why or what was going on, but there was literally nobody but me and Lisa wherever we were. And she's got Louie, and I'm like, I said, hey, I'll hold him for you. She was like, not wanting to tie him up is what it looked like to me. So I'm like, hey, I'll, you want me to hold him for you? She's like, oh, yeah, please. So you're holding, for people that don't know, one yep. of the most iconic barrel horses in history. It would be similar to Holden's sister. Right. And I don't know how many people are, if you've ever seen Louie in person, if you were going to draw a horse on paper like this, it looks like you could head on him, heel on him, bust yes. on him. Specimen, right? Just art. Yeah. So I just noticed that there's still, there's nobody around. I don't know why. It seems kind of odd. There's literally nobody. You're around. looking and you're <laughs> looking. It's me and Louie back there. I can tell you why there's no one around. You were at an ERA event. <laughs> hey Ouch. So Ouch. Like, she, just, she just ran up. So I'm just adding him. It's I'm just like, you and Louie. I got at least five minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't pass this up. I click the snap back on the reins. I step up on this sucker. You got on him. Oh, yeah. And I'm, hold on, hold on. In her stirrups. Oh, yeah. yeah so just, you are full on jockey coming down the backside. No, I just go no. So I mean, once I get on, I just, I'm just sitting up there. What was he like? He I just want to know what he felt like. He I didn't, I didn't, he just stood there. Well, but, I bet, but what was he like with you sitting on him? Just calm? He didn't move. Literally stayed in the same tracks <laughs> that he was in. And I'm like, this is exactly what I thought it would feel like. I mean, he didn't even move, and I'm like, yeah, he feels good. Like, there's no way, there's no way this sucker feels hey, good. Hey, I bet if he moved, it would be awesome. Well, that's why I'm like, be like moving on I can air. pick up either lead I want right now. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm kind of looking around again. I'm like, all right, for something stupid. Like, before he thinks, okay, we're going to run barrel or something. Or before a single fan yeah. finds his way to the arena and yeah, comes. Lisa. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, get off, unclip the reins. Here comes Lisa back. She's like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for holding my horse. I'm like, yes, oh. ma'am. No problem. Yep. He was a gentleman. <laughs> Said, best horse I've ever held. You know, I'm just give her back. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. he can't take it. Five years. <laughs> everywhere I see Lisa, I'm like, I got to tell her. I, I, I feel to. terrible. Like, I got to tell her. <laughs> I feel like, terrible so, that I rode yeah, her horse zero so, inches. Well, I mean, she's going to be so pissed. Like, surely she's going to be pissed off. And I'm like, what a. You know, I can't tell her. I can't tell her. She's always so nice to me. One of the nicest people in rodeo. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, and that's what got me the most. She's so nice to me every time I see her and talk to her. I'm like, I feel like a jackass. I just like, drove her car and didn't even ask her. Got this secret from you that I'm never going to tell you. <laughs> well, then fast forward five years later, we're leaving the back of our deal. Had a few cocktails. Get out to the valet deal. There's Jess Lockwood, Lisa few other people and i'm thinking to myself i'm like i might as well just and trisha's like tell lisa your story about when you got on louis because he's told me like 800 times and i literally stopped like, it's like a deathbed confessional i wasn't gonna do it right now i'm like what, 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 what story man and this is like, what, 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 what story? so then she's thinking drunk at the stalls one night like in her she's mind already rolling and so told her the story so that's what, i just snapchatted i it was on my snapchat and then i'm like this is actually really funny. It's and a really good story. Posted it on Classic Equine. They played it on the Cowboy Channel. It's got like 1.5 million shares on Facebook, which is... Astronomical. Yeah. I watched the video. I know I watched the video. I remember watching it. Walk me through. How did it... it just popped up again like three weeks ago. People were sharing it again. I get asked about it all the time. It's like the number one story. <laughs> you know why, though? Because like we said, you being a fan of the sport, it honors that like, hey, this, this sport means so much to me that I want to sit on a barrel horse... I'm going to keep keep going. I'm going to see if I can find it right here. But that's the point is you just have to be in the moment. You have to be friends with everybody and hang around or be invited and just be in the moment is what I think makes social media tick. That's a hard thing to replicate in a studio. Like, okay, ready? Be funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, it's just a matter of being there. Okay, I'm, I'm looking this up on Facebook. Jay Cork with Lisa Lockhart. Uh, I can't find it. It's on here somewhere. What was her reaction? She laughed. She thought it was funny. Yeah. How'd you feel? Like the world was left What? Okay, so other than that, like as far as innovative ideas, ideas that you're like, hey, we should try whatever. Honestly, I think that's what put Chelsea Schaefer on the map was the Trevor Patrick interviews. That was like her thing mm -hmm. that worked. Yep. You know, and like, so for you, do you have like one of those defining, I thought this would work and it did? I think my <laughs> birthday videos are big. Those also go viral. But I think my thing is, like Jade said, just switching every day. 
just being just able been to on adapt. the front line of it. Yep. And that's management. I'm terrible at time management. Anything I'm terrible at, but adapting and being a chameleon. Right. One hundred percent. Let's go. Is rodeo the last frontier for you? Is there in your mind? Do you ever have a day where you're like, man, I wonder what it'd be like to be a part of some other sport, like to do what you do in some other industry? Just no interest whatsoever. No. Do you see anybody in any other industry that you point to that you're like, man, that's kind of cool. Like they are kind of like me. They're the, the me of that sport. There, he's not like the me, but there is a guy named Chris Kleinmeier, and he is a photographer for bands. Like he was with Co Wetzel, now he's with Parker McCollum, and he goes with them and he videos and photographs everything that they do. And he does such an excellent job and says such an excellent job of telling their story. You feel like you're on tour with them. Yes. Yeah. He's incredible. Which is a huge asset to them too, because yep. they're more effectively telling their story. Yep. Instead of having to respond to like every single email yep. or whatever. Exactly. And that's the person that I feel most connected to that's outside of our industry. There is a Cole Wetzel connection here too. Did oh, is there really? Did, did you know this? Did walk down the aisle with him one time. At a wedding. Walked down the aisle at a, co- a wedding with Coetzel. I was in his bass player's wedding. Was he Coetzel at that point? Oh, yeah. He was already off and rolling? Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be, I mean, it, from an industry standpoint, I could see the similarities. You're always traveling. You're always on the road. There's yeah. really not a home life. And and where Chris is, he is on the tour bus with it. Like, he lives yeah. with the He's band. embedded. Well, it's like like people that cover the war, they go over there and live with the troops. Like, they embed themselves exactly. to try and tell the story from within. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea, I think, is necessary if you're going to accurately tell the story. Yeah, and that's what I try to do. It's like personal sacrifices, though. Like, what do you, what, is there a day that you're like, man, I'd really like to have more of like a home life and settle down and be more of a traditional, like, I don't know your mom and dad, but like if they grew up in a ranching family, that's, that's generally the traditional family model. Is this something you'll have to give up someday to do that? Or is this someday you'll have to give that up to continue doing this? I don't, we, I grew up 30 miles outside of a town of 421 people. So I talked to myself a lot. So now to be on the road and around people all the time i love it yeah like i i don't see anything else hard to I fathom think, i think i would go crazy if i just stayed home yeah so even if even if life were to change somewhat in that regard and you were to go like okay it's time to settle down in different ways it would still have to involve that's what I love about Wickenburg. That's what I love about being in Wickenburg is I can live in one place and everybody comes to me. Like at some point, everybody is going to come through there at some point. I don't feel like I have to chase it like I used to, but I'm at a place like I live in the river, so to speak, where like everything comes by there. Because yep. I'm, I'm the same way. Like it would drive me nuts to feel like I, that's, that was actually the hardest part about living in Oregon is it was the most isolating thing ever. And like I, I it just gives me like a panic attack to think about what it would be to live somewhere that you never get to see anybody. And that's, I've thought about that. I'm like, I mean, if I move, where am I going to go? Because we're in the cowboy capital of the world. <laughs> so this this <laughs> little road right here, here, for people that don't know, this little road right here where we are <clears throat> operates real don't similar to Wickenburg. I said this little area. <laughs> I'm not going to drop a pin. This is where we recorded this episode. You can go through a lake and get to this cabin. Um, we did today. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it rained so hard today. Jordan was stuck. You've heard of truck. Uncle Tom's cabin? No, is, I haven't. This is Uncle Trishy's cabin. Uncle Trishy's cabin. But this, like, this is the only other place I know that's a community like what Wickenburg has. Because where I'm at, I know all my neighbors, all the people live on the road, and this feels like a greener, bigger version of that. And so, it is the idea of not living in something like this would be hard if you've already experienced it. And that's what's so great about it is like we have neighbor, our neighbor Kelly. If I'm on the road and Jade's gone, she watches over stuff for us and then we'll feed and do whatever. And it's such a small, great community. It, it works out. I don't know. I don't know where else you would. would (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's here for slack all the time. Right. (laughs) Well, and competitively, it would be, it would be so frustrating to try to go, I'm going to go try to make a living rodeo and, and you get out there and you realize, oh wait, it's so much tougher than I thought here. You're seeing what tough is every single day. Every day. Like yeah. it is literally a practice session. You're getting to if see you what make it here, don't go. What level of difficulty you're gonna see out there. Then you get out there and it's not any harder. <laughs> yeah. Out there is here. Um Jade, how's it changed your business having somebody that's like that level of supportive? It's honestly been awesome. Like 
we we hit it off good when we first met. How did you guys meet? Which, by the re- by the way, this is not for you guys listening. This is not a married couple. You might think that. <laughs> no, we're proof that guys and girls can be friends. <laughs> uh, we actually met. <laughs> kind of a funny story. Let's, she, so, how we got Jessica since she's blonde? She's in my phone as Trish the Bulldogger. <clears throat> oh boy. Oh yeah. And that. Bulldogger. Let's hear it. Jake Cooper's house one night over there practicing. I don't remember who was. What it they were talking Colton about. Colton and I. So Colton and I Colton. had a foot race. Schmidt. Yeah. We had a foot race to the end of the rain and back. Who won? For who would buy dinner. Okay, I don't know if you know. How big is Jake Cooper's arena? It's full size. Yeah. It's all there. Right. I get to the back end and I'm like. Like Cheyenne big? I will buy no, dinner. No, but it's 300. I mean, it's <laughs> I got three packs of Marlboro in these lungs. They're not making it back. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, it felt like Cheyenne. <laughs> I will buy dinner. I'm done. What was longer, your run from the bucking horse or to the end of Jake Cooper's arena? End of Jake Cooper's arena, for sure. <laughs> Internally. <laughs> <laughs> so then Colton said, if you bulldog this steer, I'll buy dinner. So it wasn't long before we had one strung up. <laughs> I will tell you this about Jake Cooper. <laughs> she did throw him good. You got him down? Okay. I, will tell you, I will tell you this about Jake Cooper. He will not back away from someone doing something awful at their own expense. I think it might be his favorite thing. You know, some people love rope and some people love art. Some people love music. Jake loves when people hurt and humiliate themselves 100%. to the joy and laughter of everyone else. It's like his favorite thing. Well, she humiliated Colton that night. Yeah. Got him down. She got to the and threw him down. How'd you learn to bulldog? Jake if, Cooper's house. Well, if you threw a steer down, there had to be some recognition of like where. <laughs> Watching, watching old footage of Bill Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> we don't bite him on the nose anymore. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't. He's down there it. to him. No. Yeah, full send. I just, I just Ran down there like Cody Ole, spun into the horns and threw him down. Yeah. Like Cody Ole? Good for you. Yeah. Well, I had him on a head, we had him on a head rope. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Run down there and got him. right down the rope, curled around his right horn and went to the nose. I, I hate that I was the recipient of this story, but I am going to tell it because it was funny. In fairness, it was funny. I was the butt of the joke, what I hate, which I hate being, but I lived with Jake and Jim in college. And I was kind of a runaway at the time. And Jimmy loved my parents. And so I think he was, like, trying to be nice to me as, like, to be nice to my mom and dad. I don't think Jimmy just loved having me there, looking back on it. He's always kind of felt like he's always, like, halfway in a bad mood. And, like, everything the boys thought was hilarious, he didn't. It was one of those dynamics, right? So we get ready to go check cows one time and and – Jim, well, Jim goes, hey, don't pull my dad's console up. It's broken. All his papers will fall out. So I'm like, uh, okay. So what do I do? He's like, just sit on it. So I was like, just sit on the console. He's like, dude, don't dip, dip his papers out. He will be mad. Well, that would match, right? Because he's always kind of half mad anyway. So I'm sitting on it. Jake and Jim are sitting in there. Jim gets in. He's like, what are you doing? And so the console wasn't broke at all. I was just sitting on this console. I just looked like a moron. Had that been anybody else, it would be one of my favorite stories. But because it was me, it just his look of like, why are you sitting on the console that folds up, you idiot? Big that- Jim is the one person in this world I wouldn't fight if I got to have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I came I home from... a story about him jumping out of an airplane one time. He's, I've heard he's told me a few stories about... And I believe him. I came home one time and his eyes were all red from school. I was like, why are you crying? He's like, I'm not crying. A battery blew up in my face. That battery ass hit my eyes. And I'm like, dude, dry it up. We're supposed to go rope. Like, I figure I'm being funny. That really was. Yeah, deadpan. No, he actually did have a battery blow up in his face. Got battery ass in his eyes and we did go rope. <laughs> there are stories around there, though, like that people would tell. It was just kind of legend. You know, like he was such an amazing person that every now and then there were stories of things that were like, I don't think, and he would even tell you like some of the stories you hear back, but he got where he could jump flat footed and land on the rim of a barrel, like a, like a trash barrel. He could jump and then jump in it and jump out of it. Like he was, he's a, yeah, I wouldn't fight him either. <laughs> today. I wouldn't fight him today. No, same. <laughs> okay. So how do people find what, like your work is where if somebody wants to go see the effects of Trish K. Price. Classic rope, Rattler rope, classic equine, Martin Sottery, cash Equine. What's the last one? Expert Equine. How do you spell that? that? What is Expert Equine? X-P-E-R-T. What is that? Is that a... It's an... We're doing sign language, which is actually really good for podcasts. It actually really helps podcasts when they do inside jokes and sign language. (laughs) No. 
What is the that Jade? That's why I asked because I wanted her. I wanted her to clarify that there's no e on the front. It's X P E R T. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? What? Who I was baiting it? her for who that question. That? Who owns that? Oh, so that's their yeah, sixth. It's a, it's a REM mask, and that stands for Rapid Eye Movement. Yes, it's a sleep mask for horses. Correct, and it's got its own line. How do I know that? Because they ran a commercial every 50 horses at the Better Barrel Races World Finals. Come on. And I watched it what for five days in a row. Awesome. This is awesome. Thank you for doing it. It was against your wishes, but you got outvoted. Appreciate everybody jumping on helping with it. Hey, anytime. Jade, thanks for the support role. Trish, thanks. Thank you.